What is this? A champagne bottle for ants? Have you seen uh, Zoolander? I have, but that line didn't stick. It's not about, it's, what is this? A school for ants? Okay. I hope you're recording. This is a good start. Good start. Good start. Good start. start. This is a podcast for ants? It is. It's short. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. You know, Jacoby, Thanksgiving is coming up, and a lot of people would probably expect us to talk about what's in our immediate future. But I would like to begin today by talking about what is in the very, very distant past. Distant past. (laughs) Very distant past. So this article comes to us from the BBC reporting on a major scientific discovery, which is that they found evidence that humans have been cooking and using fire to cook Mm. for since 780,000 BC. I had to read the number in the article like seven times because like <laughs> my brain can't wrap itself around that we have physical evidence from 780,000 BC. Like the 80s seem like a far time away for me. I know. Like it's hard for me to understand that like anything was on earth this long ago. Not to mention like I haven't even thought about when dinosaurs roamed. Like please don't tweet at me about that. But like this is just crazy. Anyway, researchers in Israel near the River Jordan found the remains of a giant carp that had the remains of its teeth Teeth. indicated... Crystals in the teeth. Crystals in the teeth indicated that the teeth were exposed to warmth, but not direct flame. Not fire. See, that is the note that I had as well. (laughs) If we're not cooking over fire... Then what are we doing? Crockpot? No, it's because the teeth are inside the fish. So the outside of the fish is what was exposed to the flame. Oh, I thought they had like slow cooking vibes. I thought they were just like, let's just we'll put the carp down here on Tuesday. This will be dinner for Thursday. Humans in the year 650,000 BC were really into sous vide cooking yes, in, the, exactly. in their instant pot. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Wrap in some like banana leaves or something. You know, you've had that before. Yeah, totally. I've seen it on Top Chef. Um, 
I just will add that this professor from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem who did the excavation, Professor Nama Goran Inbar, gaining the skill required to cook food marks a significant evolutionary advance as it provided an additional means for making optimal use of available food resources. I just wanted to read a quote from this professor because I just think like this story is so amazing that I wanted to give them the credit they deserved. Um, Giant carp. Also, like, how big is a giant carp, you know? Well, I I have some notes. (laughs) Isn't fish like the only thing you don't have to cook to eat? But you can. By the way, the giant carp was six and a half feet long. That's fucking, it's fucking huge. That's like my height. I know. It's a giant carp. That's a giant carp. <laughs> um, I don't know. Would you eat trout plain, like without cooking it right now? No. Yeah. No, I mean, no, you no. could. Sushi grade only. They would do that on the challenge, like as like a challenge, but you wouldn't just like do it. And no, so, thank you. You know, these extremely ancient humans. How did they catch the fish if it's that big? And also like they were presumably small because That's humans have gotten taller over time. Did they tackle it? I don't know. The carp is probably descended from a dinosaur or something like that. Some like giant creature like that. That's just what I'm going to guess here. Well, aren't we all descended from like one single cell? Yeah. If you break it down. Amoeba, yeah. We'll do that on science news. Okay, later. cool. Yeah. Anyway, I think the story is really cool. I just think like ancient stuff this is super ancient, is awesome. I love visiting ancient things. So I was really delighted by this story. Thank you to the work of Tel Aviv University for this and the Hebrew, Hebrew University in Jerusalem. And just everyone take a second to think about oof, 782,000 years ago. Just think about that. When they were eating raw food? 700, no, cooked food, obviously. Uh-huh. Now that we know. 782,000 <laughs> oh, years it. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just think about that. I know. It's like very hard for me to fathom. I it's can't. Like, it's like I don't understand extreme wealth. I also don't extreme understand extremely long periods of time. Anything in the extreme, I just don't get. If you were to, like, what was life like in eight, 800 AD? I'd be like, I have no idea. I don't even know how it works. Uh, I think they were like carrying rocks around, like building the forum, and it seemed really hard. The Have Forum where the Lakers played? I watched that show too on HBO. <laughs> the Forum in Rome, Jacoby. Oh, it's really cool. Been there. It's awesome. <laughs> Let's move on. Speaking of extreme wealth, Elon <laughs> Musk, an extremely wealthy man. Oh, were we talking about extreme wealth? <laughs> I was just saying, I, that's hard for me to comprehend. Yeah, the bus family. Okay. Um, similarly, yeah, similarly, I don't understand how like Elon Musk can have like this much money to buy Twitter, but he doesn't actually have the money. That's part of what's going on here. Anyway, um, he's trying to save costs to save money at Twitter and he is getting rid of free lunch, but really free meals at Twitter because he claimed that it costs him $13 million per year, $400 per employee. And he says like, no one's going to work. My thing about this is like, Twitter was giving three meals a day, like breakfast, lunch and dinner. What? We are 1000% in lockstep on this. I, I mean, we could go on a tangent and talk sure. for an hour and a half about Elon Musk. I don't, and like really his want whole, to. I don't want to either. Let's just talk about the food aspect of this on yeah. Food News. I'm thinking to myself, I've never been provided free meals at work. Uh, nor I. And I've never expected them. Me neither. But breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I will say Spotify has an extremely awesome meal benefit. So I'm There's certainly... There's some nice snacks over there too. And we get like a, a meal card. Like it's awesome. And I'm not complaining. In fact, I'm quite grateful. It would never occur to me that it should go for three meals a day, four weeks of the month, like every day of the workday of the month. Like that's crazy. I, think I mean, the, that's awesome. The but... most relatable thing that, that I think I can say to this microphone is it imme- immediately made me think about my freshman college dorm. 
mm. where there's that cafeteria. And you you've feel got, like yeah. it's free, but it's definitely yeah, not. Yeah, it's not, but it's like there's people there where you are that make a breakfast and a lunch and a dinner, right? Like, that's the only thing I could think of. And I was like, that sounds expensive. Yeah, or like a diner. And like, that's a business. That's like, <laughs> that's like really hard to do. I was just floored that they were ever doing this, but I guess that's really nice. I don't know. Just very briefly before we move on, the way I felt about Elon Musk's intelligence two months ago mm. versus now, he's taking some hits. I've never been a fan, so. Teslas are awesome. He's putting like rockets in space. I was like, this guy is a genius, a super genius. And now I'm like, he just wants to be famous. So he bought, spent $44 billion for me to follow him on Twitter, which I did. Yeah, I, I we can talk about this off mic. Or I've, not. I've got notes. I'm, I'm a pass. Okay. I'm a pass. All right, let's move on. For once, we have happy heist news. This is a great, great story. Thank you to producer Mike for finding it. It comes to us from Food and Wine, and it is about a story in Missouri. A store called The Wine Merchant had been um, deprived of some of its bottles of wine. By deprived, I mean someone stole them. Deprived is a great way of putting it. Deprived. Someone walked in. Relieved. And walked out with six bottles of wine without paying for it. It was a total of $200. They had a reusable bag in their pocket, and they bent down to examine the bottles and then just took off. I was like, was this me? Did I bring... Because I do travel (laughs) around with a a reusable bag. Do you have one right now in your purse? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do. It's a great one. It's like from the Target Lego collaboration that I got for Christmas last year from my friend's mom. It's really great. Do you have a power ranking of your reusable bags? Yeah, that's definitely number one. Okay, great. It folds up into like a little pouch very easily. You do not need to explain Anyway, this has happened at the wine merchant. And so, you know, they had they'd had other thefts before. Mm-hmm. The country of Spain has like a ton of wine thievery. Oh, I just was like There's there's wine falsities all over France. It's just a disaster in Europe. Anyway, not a disaster at the wine merchant here in America in Missouri because a priest walked into the wine merchant. He had a big box and he put it on the counter before anyone could talk to him. He said, look, I need to make a return. And then he left. Nope. Hold on. I believe the person that worked there was like, I'll get to you in a second. Mm -hmm. Like thinking that the priest was buying like a dozen bottles of wine, which I love the most. The idea that a priest is just like, we're going hard tonight. Well, maybe it was like like for like some kind of, I don't know what you do in a church, but like some kind of. There um, is wine involved. Right. Like some kind of ceremony. We'll do that on Religion News, our next podcast. (laughs) Science News and Religion News. Put a pin in that, Mike. We have to start those podcasts. The priest left a box along with a letter. In a manila envelope, (laughs) a manila folder, which I I appreciate that too. Just to put it, I'm going to expose this letter. It was a two-page apology from the thief. Double space, single space? Um, That's a great question. I I, I don't know. Handwritten. It must be because there's only so much to say. I guess. Anyway, he had detailed a, quote, series of serious personal setbacks and was well and was selling the stolen wine to make a bit of money. They quoted the letter. I'm very sorry for my actions and there is no excuse for my behavior. He wrote, adding that he felt terrible about what he had done. The priest was not willing to say anything other than to literally be the messenger. And now everyone can go about their business feeling better about humanity and their wine shop. I love the priest being like, no fucking follow-up questions. This is like a legitimate... I'm bringing back the wine and you will not ask me where it came from or where I got this. I will not answer. This is altruism. Like, this is the priest, like, doing a solid for someone. So, I hope that... And also for the wine store. So... Everybody kind of wins in this. Yeah, absolutely. The I, store, the thief, I the love priest. It. Yeah. Everybody wins. It's, it's just a... It's a great look for everybody. And finally, 
a happy story. I was thinking Spain and, and France, two countries where there's a lot of wine. Th- and priests. It, I'd say a lot of wine crime. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> yes. the priests of Spain and France can help them they, yeah, recover yeah. their stolen and lost goods because I you know, think they need it. 20 minutes. All right, next. Bit of news out of the big box wholesaler stores. Costco sells a combo of their hot dog for one fifty. Mm-hmm. Sam's Club. Combo and drink. Combo. I mean, hot dog and drink. Hot dog and drink for $1.50. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Sam's Club is now doing the same for $1.38, a 12-cent undercut mm-hmm. to compete with Costco. 12 cents, not much of an undercut. At times, however many, whatever. This is not Elon Musk savings, right? <laughs> no. This is just for marketing. And here we are talking it about it. It is working. But does it move the needle for you? Like if you are a Costco person. For, I am a Costco person. Does it? Kirkland gang for life. Does it foretell that there are other savings to be had because of this one specific deal? Like how does this factor into how one evaluates their warehouse big box store? Do you I, smell that? I've Do only, you smell that? I just want to note, I've only been to Costco a couple times. What? And always using your family's card because you gave me an extra. So thank you You've so much. You've only been to Costco a couple times? I've never had a need to go, nor have I ever lived anywhere with enough storage for like the bulk of what you buy things at, at Costco. All right, put a pin in this. Okay. We can take this one offline as well. Okay. But I was trying to do a joke that smells like desperation. It smells oh. like Sam Club oh. sees themselves... Uh-oh. being lapped by Costco. Did you see the Costco video this weekend from the college football game? I saw it on your Instagram. It, that, I think that Sam's Club was like, we need to respond well, to this. Well, you can't manufacture a viral moment like that. Do you want to explain the video? Not really. A guy's at a... Yeah, sure. <laughs> what do you mean, no? We just talked about it and referenced it. And you're like, no, let's move on. This do is you a hate our, 30-minute podcast. Do you hate our listeners? <laughs> We're going to get mimosas later. We have a lot of work to do, okay? I think you hate our listeners, but explain it. I love our listeners very, very much. Um, in this video, Boston College football crowd, a gentleman shows an attractive young lady to his left a Costco card. She is very impressed by it, it mouths wow, and then flips it over to evaluate the back half of it and is also happy about it as well. It was a flex from him. The biggest detail is he's wearing a referee jersey to a college football game, which I don't understand. <laughs> Is that the biggest detail? What could she have been so impressed by? Like, what's so good about a Costco card? Just that he has one? Have you been to Costco? Yeah, I've been. But, like, surely it's his parents. Like, I don't think he has his own Costco membership. I believe so as well. Yeah. So, like, what was she so impressed by? Just the fact that, like, they are members? They can get in? Everybody needs toilet paper in bulk. Yeah, I understand. But also there's Amazon.com. Like, just order it. I don't know. I've never been to Sam's Club, and I'm Costco loyalist. I've never been, I've only, as I said, like, I'm just not like a bulk purchaser. There's very few things because I don't like have children and I don't live like on a ranch. There's just like not a lot of things that I need in extreme bulk. So. All right. Well, let's get you a ranch. But. but <laughs> simple solve. We'll I, get you a ranch. I have to say, when I think about hot dogs, I just feel disgusted ever since we discussed the train, re- the, the car wreck, the truck wreck with the hot dogs. And like, I. Honestly, on my Detroit I, trip, I had a couple hot dogs and it did come to my mind. I, Honestly, like, don't know that I will ever have a hot dog in peace again. Like, that really fucked things up for me. <laughs> I love that you said in peace. You didn't say you'll never have yeah. a hot dog again, but you'll have conflicted hot dogs I for the rest of your life. Out. Yes, you will have hot dogs, but you will not feel great about it at every time you do it. That disgusting pink color will be haunting me for the rest of my life. It's... I think that's the color of the shoes that you just got as well. Um, Yeah, and my shoes are They're pretty great cool. Looking shoes. They're 
are good for shoes and not for like your lunch on the side of the road. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> all right. Next story. I just wanted to discuss it based on the headline alone, which is really all you need to know because it's just like PR news. Course Light is selling a nail polish that changes color when holding a cold beer. I think this is a great idea. I just like really like this idea. You know what? Yeah. I love learning new things about you. Because <laughs> I know you're not like a Coors Light person. Do no. you know that the mountains turn blue? No, I had no idea. Okay, so when you have a Coors Light. <laughs> Mike just got so horrified, he <laughs> face palmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I knew when I saw this on the run, and I was like, I don't even think she knows about the mountains. No, what is a that? A can of Coors Light. Okay. Has mountains or mountain range on it. I did know that. Sure. Okay, it's like Colorado. Boom. When the can is cold, the outline of the mountain turns blue, indicating that you are about to drink a cold Coors Light. It's a great innovation. So, in, like, you know, it's called in beer technology. It's such a great innovation that, like, other cans can't do it because it's so uniquely Coors Light. Mm. Now, this nail polish, let me just guess, turns blue. I think so. It's also now sold out, which is. Oh. So what do you like about this? Why did this excite you? Someone who didn't even know about the history of the color changing of Coors Light. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. Like if you're holding a, as a beverage enthusiast, having like some flair be a part of it was just like fun. Like, oh, I don't know. It just would be like a fun party trick or whatever. I just thought, and like, I don't know. I just liked the idea. I thought it was fun. I'm wondering how sensitive the color changing is to get know, through you, the front of your hand, your fingers to the back of your fingers. Yeah, like, what if you just like walk outside and it's cold? It's also an indicator. But even that would be cool. I don't know. Just I'm let just me go negative it. Jacoby here for a second. It's also an indicator that you are warming your beer. That's true. If I, your fingers are getting cold, that means that you are warming that. your beer. Just want to know, it does go from gray to blue when your brew is cold enough to enjoy. Hmm. But like, I also just think that this could be like fun. It's like a fun winter trick. Like, look at my nails. They turn different color. I don't know. It's like having a mood If ring. it is cold enough outside, aren't, is it already blue before you touch the can? <laughs> Not if you're inside first, though. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe. I we gotta get some of this shit. I know. I don't. I don't wear nail polish, but I will definitely do like a pointer finger just to like see if this works. I just like really like this. I think it's funny. I don't know something about it. Just it, it hits for me. Maybe I'm just in a good mood, so I'm like, cool. That's fun. I love it. But yeah, I do. I do really like it. Um. All right, Jacoby. Let's do one final story, and then we're getting into our big taste test. Turkey. Thanksgiving's next week. You won't hear from us again for the big day. Uh, the New York Times has a story with all these different ways to cook a turkey. As we all know, Jacoby is a chicken guy. Chicken. I am a meatloaf woman. I, we will, neither of us will be having turkey. If you did have to have turkey, what would be your top turkey leftover dish? Talk, top turkey leftover. I mean, I think that's a simple sandwich, right? You like stuffing, cranberry sauce. My mom makes like a turkey pasta casserole sometimes. Ooh, that sounds good. It's called turkey tet. Yeah, turkey tetrazzini. It's good. Um, Turkey tarzini? Tetrazzini. Tetrazzini. I don't even know. That sounds amazing. It sounds like it's supposed to be Italian. A casserole sounds disgusting, but I believe in Betty Jane's abilities. That's really nice. Um, The reason we brought this up was because also the New York Times had an article about all the different ways to cook turkeys through the years. A lot of them seemed, like, dangerous. Like, it involved, like, putting your turkey in a bag in the oven. And I was like, doesn't that catch fire? I saw that, too. It was like, I put a turkey in a brown bag and put it in the oven. I was like, that and then sounds a plastic like a fire. Bag? And I was like, plastic in the oven? Are you poisoning yourself? And if you go to YouTube and just Google frozen turkey explosion, there will be 1,400 results of people burning their homes down trying to deep fry turkeys. Don't do it. Um, on that note, let's move on because we hate turkey. And let's get into today's taste test. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important 
to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right. We previously discussed this Tropicana Mimosa Maker. Well... We've got it here for you, people, and we are going to try it today. It comes in this giant box that's very, um, like, just a lot of pomp and circumstance around it. it. Check it, out. It gives me, like, the high-end vibe that a champagne cocktail should. It also is like, this is what I want for my free content that I get from a brand. Like, something that, like, looks fancy and makes me feel like I'm indulging. Um, also, I love the color orange, just in case you're wondering. And this is an, an orange-accented <laughs> huh. box. Oh, oh. Okay. Directions. Um, Ooh. Oh, okay. We've got directions. I'm going to open Hand this up. wash with soapy water. Won't do that. Moving on yeah, from moving, that. Moving on. Step two. We'll just skip step one. Attached to Tropicana Pure Premium. No pulp. Ooh, no pulp. Single serve only. Interesting. Oh, we've got three settings. Whisper, spritz, and shower. Okay. And then it says at the end, spray that OJ. Notably, the champagne um, flute that they have in the instructions is that Gatsby wide mouth one. The this champagne flute they provided Juliet is like a like a champagne, a stemless champagne, a flute stemless of, champagne, of the regular kind. Class. Exactly. So here is the product itself. I mean, pretty interesting. It's just a sprayer, basically. But here's the thing: it's perfect for specifically a Tropicana bottle. The trigger looks like a leaf, which is a nice touch. The bottle has some pulp in it. This is a some pulp juice, even though they said in the directions, Jacoby, please read it again. Um, attached Tropicana Pure Premium, no pulp, single serve only. Okay. All right. So we're off to a great start. We're off so, to a great start. That's the flute doesn't us. match the instructions. We're definitely not going to wash it. <laughs> and there's some pulp in there, but we can handle this. Adversity. Do you wash your clothes before you wear them the first time? 
No. Some no. people some people do that. It's yeah, like similar. my wife does it with the kids' clothes. I'm like, what is going to happen? Are they going to break out in Asbestos hives? Asbestos yeah, or something please. in their clothes? When you said, do you wash your clothes? I was almost like, no, actually, I don't. The jeans I'm wearing right now have not seen well, soap like jeans, in a year. you're not supposed to wear for a long time. All right. So wash I pre- for a long time. I, prepared, I wear them every yeah, day. Sorry. <laughs> I prepared the bottle. Okay, so are you into a whisper, a spritz, or a shower? Uh, I think we should do two different ones. I think we should do... A spritz and a shower. A whisper. Come on. Who wants a whisper? Well, my, my wife famously orders. A, 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 a mimosa hold the OJ. OJ. So this is the most important minutes. part of the podcast. I really. Ooh, nice. I really like these glasses. I would like to take these home when we're you done. Can. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> really cute. You can I purchased have them. us some champagne downstairs at our local liquor store. I got the smallest bottle possible. The smallest bottle possible. You can you can expense this. But we didn't, I don't like waste. We didn't need extra. What you can't mm, speak for yourself. You can't recorded champagne. When we're done with this podcast, I might do a thorough investigation into the three different settings here. Who knows? Okay. All right. I have to say, I'm I'm really nervous about the spraying. Jacoby is currently pouring the champagne. Mm-hmm. This is just like this is not what I was imagining. It's not like you it's a spritz. Is that even possible with this thing? Because I think you can put the just, spout into yeah, just, the flute. It requires more of a, uh, like a, an angle of pouring it into the glass than I was expecting. I guess like uh, that's not shouldn't be a problem, but for some reason it's like really. And also, pouring me. is not the right verb. This is a a spritzing. You're right, man. All right, so I'm putting it on the spritz first. Okay. Hard to turn this wheel. Got to got to be honest. Spritz is the the medium setting. Small wheel. Yeah. Medium large. So We're doing medium. medium and large. I'm going shower. Okay, I'm going to do spritz for myself. Okay. Um, it might take a couple uh-oh. to get it up the straw. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, so this is not, there's just uh, for our listeners, there's not a lot of orange juice coming out of this thing. No. Juliet has now sprayed at least nine times, which I don't think is the <laughs> also, function of this. I see the pulp float yes, yes, just yeah, coming yeah. out of here. This is not working. Okay. Now, all right. Now, this is true. Now, you've, how many times, literally, how many times did you pull that trigger? Like 12. So you just shot the dead body. Like if that was a gun, but you would have killed the person on the third shot and then shot them 15 more times. This is not the color of a mimosa. Yes, it is. I don't like a lot of orange juice in my mimosa. I don't know, man. Well, right, I'm going to try it now. I'm going to kick this up a notch to a little, a little bit of a, more of a shower. A shower. And I'm only going to put. That worked a lot better. I primed it for you. Yeah, you primed it. <laughs> yeah, that didn't do anything. So I'm going to go. That was three. Four, three, four. So we basically have the same drinks. Now you're going five. I will say it's a real spritz. It does spray it. It does spray well. Cheers, man. Cheers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just sprayed Juliet with the orange juice and she's legit angry. She's Are we legit the real angry. She's I legit can't believe angry. You just she did is legit that. angry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I'm sorry. I, I just felt it at the time. I'm sorry. Now I have to wash my face immediately after this. I have sugar all over it. Anything for content. It's the middle of the work day. <laughs> well, we're I, drinking champagne. I am appalled. Honestly, my response was to pour this into your face, but I won't do that. Okay. That was, that was perfect. so insane. <laughs> okay. Tastes great. Tastes amazing. This is awesome. Tastes like a mimosa. I definitely don't ever want to use that sprayer again now that I know it can be used as a weapon <laughs> against me. It was. Honestly, how long were you thinking about doing that? This uh, like, about a, uh, 
This point, is like point four seconds. This is like Love is Blind, where Zainab denies the fact that she premeditated um, telling Cole what a horrible person he was at the altar. Did you watch uh, that? I thought about Zainab when I saw the stemless glasses. Did you? <laughs> yes, so did I. I. Like, so did I. Yeah, yeah. When she told him. I was like, you said stemless. And I was like, mm, should I make the Zainab joke now? Or maybe there's not a lot of crossover thinking, with the Love is Blind crowd and the Food News crowd. I bet there is a lot of crossover. Um, Can I say something? I'm sorry I sprayed you in the face. My face honestly feels horrible. I'm just like, I really want to go wash it. And we still have six minutes left of this podcast. (laughs) I had to do it. It was right there. What do you mean you had to? I didn't have to. That's the wrong wrong thing. I wanted to. I thought it'd be funny. I'm going to have sugar all over me for the rest of the day. You can wash it off in four minutes. All right. Well, this was really good. This product is not so good. But it looks neat. It's, it's a, it, listen, this it's, is a, this is like a Spencer's gift, sort of like, you know, you don't need this. It's kind of like a novelty item. So it's good for that. Okay. You look afraid of me because you think I'm really mad about the spraying of no, the juice. No, that's absolutely not true. I'm afraid of you because I know you're really mad <laughs> about the spraying I of really the juice. I really wish you hadn't done that. Yeah. I know. And I know that you're upset about it. <laughs> and I regret it immediately the second I did it. I'm just telling the truth. Okay. Um, I think this would be like a good bath time toy for a kid. Oh, now you're pointing at me. Interesting. I'm not going to do a bath <laughs> you. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not an eye for an eye type. Um, Allison. Yeah, she is like that. A literal eye for an eye or life for an eye when it comes to her son. Um, well, I'm just totally thrown off now. Let's, Great. Let's move on. Personal it's food personal news. Personal food news time. <laughs> um, we were sent the Cinnabon cereal a while ago and we just haven't tasted it on the pod. I was here at the office on Monday and I didn't have time to get lunch. So I had said cereal because we had milk here. Mm. It was awesome. Oh. I loved it. it I feel like a little bit cheated on. Cinnabon. I feel a little bit cheated on. Cereal. The plan was to eat it on the pod. You came to the office. You were hungry. So you're like, you know what? It wasn't like an explicit plan. It was just like sent to us. And it was here. It was like, okay, maybe we'll try this. And I was desperate. And let, me, let me ask the most important follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Because I know you power rank all things in your life. And I, I dropped like, like three spots. I cinnamon like Toast than, Crunch yeah, I like or it more Cinnabon? Than that. I li- really? I liked it more than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wow. You want to know why? Still really sweet. Still enjoy drinking the milk after. Wasn't too cinnamony. And it didn't like overpower the milk. It was just like a really good sweet milk with some cinnamon in it. It's really good. There's still some here if you'd like to try it. I, also, did, I didn't I hear anything you said. I'm still worried about you being mad at me about spraying in the face of the orange yeah, juice. Yeah, I'm pretty mad about it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, why would I expect that that would happen to me? I went to get a bacon egg and cheese this morning, something I don't do very often. It was a bagel place, and they had rolls I preferred on a roll. And I said, oh, a brioche roll. I have a brioche roll. No problem. Oh, I'll order that. I had it, and I was like, this sucks. Brioche is too sweet of a bread to be a bacon egg and cheese vehicle, and I'm out on all brioche in all forms. Out on brioche. That's so incorrect. I was actually just going to say, funny bringing this up. I've started buying brioche for my home. I love Why it. would you? I love it so much. Why don't you go to Costco, get yourself some bulk brioche? I don't have room for it in my apartment. Nor do I, you have a membership. I barely, it's true. Do you still have a membership? No. Okay, so that's why I don't have one. Fair I, point. I was using yours. Fair point. <laughs> I hope it's like Netflix where I can cancel yours. <laughs> um, I love brioche. I buy the individually wrapped ones. Um, You're just totally wrong. I think it's probably like more a reflection of this establishment you went to and not mm. brioche's fault. Like, mm. Please take that back. No. All right, fine. I will say bacon, egg, and cheese, like obviously should be had on a Kaiser roll or a bagel. And that's it. Duh. So, bagel was it bagel's a little too heavy for my taste, but I love a Kaiser roll. Really holds the butter well and all of like the, the grill stuff. A Kaiser roll? Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Why? Because of like the Kaiser? Yeah, too German. Have you been watching The Crown? No. 
There's never a- seen a single frame of the crown in my life, nor a nor Ephraim movie. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to listener food news. Yes. If you want to call us, you can call 646 Stew, Stew 138. That's 646 S T E W 138. Uh, if you want to call Jacoby and cost and um, castigate him for spraying juice in my face, you're welcome to do that as well. Let's hit it, Mike. What do we got? Hey, Juliet and Jacoby. This is Geetha and Mary. Um, we are longtime fans Two of both minutes. of you. We actually, part of how we started our friendship together is we bonded over the right reasons and bachelor party podcast, especially when Jacoby was on. Um, so we were so excited when the two of you started Food News together. That's this nice. Is our second submission, no shade, um, but we are really trying to get on because we're we really just want to also be friends, and we know how Juliet loves friendship, so you should really, <laughs> I really do. know that your your food news is bringing our friendship even closer. Um, so our question for you is because Too bad it's over we now. want to taste test together, but we're in different states now. Mm. So when the two of you are apart, what is the best type of uh, tandem taste test to do together. That's our question for you. We love you. <laughs> we love you too. That's not creepy at all. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thanks for calling. Hope you're having a great day. Happy Juliet Thanksgiving. Loves friendships. I do. It's really sweet. Um, it's obviously fast food because you both have it. You also can compare franchises. It's something that everyone's familiar with. You know, it's important to time up the deliveries yeah. or the purchasing, though. Yeah, but here's my recommendation for you guys: both go to the movies, ch- choose the same movie. Same time, not like the time on the clock, but like simultaneously and get like both order the pretzel at your movie theater and then talk about your experience after. Completely disagree. Okay. I would say FaceTime from a FaceTime's, mutual establishment. It's just like awkward when you're out of the house just to hold your phone. It's just like a, so you want them to go to the, when you go to the movies, there's no variety seconds. of options at the movies. How? Every movie theater has the exact same four things. That's the point, though. It's like like with like, you know. Oh my god! How, how is that popcorn? It's super buttery and salty. Oh, amazing! I didn't say this popcorn. is such a great ex- I said, experimentation. I said Something a little bit offbeat to see how they do it. Like I recently ish had chicken fingers at a movie theater, and they were disgusting. And I would like curious to know if other movies do it better. Why would you ever? Because I was with kids, and the kids ordered it, and I was hungry. I was babysitting. Wow! What are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> I would have considered it before you sprayed me in the face. I still feel bad about it. (laughs) All right. Should we do one more in the spirit of Thanksgiving? Being grateful. Overtime. Lindsay wanted to know. I love Lindsay. Best Thanksgiving appetizers. Or as the the great Michael Scott said, appetizers. Appetizers. I believe that's from Chili's or Fridays. He didn't actually make it up. I think it's Fridays. (laughs) Okay. I can't remember though. Oh, no. I think it's Chili's. It's Chili's. Um, What's your answer? This... Tickled my brain a bit. Okay. Because usually around this time of year, when you've been doing content as long as we have, the question is, is best Thanksgiving side? But there's never been a best Thanksgiving appetizer question because everyone's Thanksgiving day kind of is the same. You might have something to eat around 8 or 9 Mm a.m. And then you want to save your appetite, right? So you don't eat until 3 or 4, which is when people typically eat dinner, 2, 3, 4, whatever. You get starving around noon, so you want to eat something. I think a Thanksgiving appetizer would be an absolute game changer. Yeah, but it has to be low carb to like keep you going and save mm. space. Yes, I mean, I just I don't understand the concept. But this is like I think that Lindsay is like the first person to put wheels on suitcases. Like I think we really sort of like <laughs> are changing everyone's experience by this concept alone. I don't have the answer of what my favorite one is because I've never considered it because there's so much focus on the meal. Right. 
I would go with like a, a, a charcuterie. I was thinking the same thing. Cheese, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And some dried fruit. I feel like dried fruit would really tie it together if you do like ap- if you do like apricots and some other kind of dried fruit that will like lead into your cranberry sauce in the future. But that's my recommendation. But it's a great question. It is a great concept. Lindsay, thank you so much for introducing this into our lives moving one, forward. One time Wesley Morris and I pre-gamed thanks or respected Thanksgivings by going out for Italian food on Thanksgiving Day. And we I had a pastafagiol soup and it was really oh my good. God, that sounds amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. Love Wesley. Well, thanks to everyone for calling. Please have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. What's the number again? Uh, 646-STEW-138. That's S-T-E-W-138. Um, thanks to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. Next week, we have a special coming out. Well, can we continue the podcast? I'm scared of what you're going to do to me when this stops <laughs> no, I recording. Need to, I need to end it so I can go wash my face. Okay. <laughs> have a great holiday, everybody. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.